God, thank you for people like these young men with talent, that they would offer it up to us, to you. God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Help us to learn from them. We each have talent. So may to sing, so may to serve, so may to express ourselves in other ways. Help us to use that talent like we've seen here today. Amen. Oh, Psalms, Psalms, Psalms. I wonder how many of you have, have really fallen in love with the Psalms through your life. I, if you're like me, it's not, not often, is it? We, we just don't, uh, hmm, we kind of run through them, and, and especially if we're reading them in, in, an old, in an old translation of Elizabethan English. It, it just doesn't uh, make sense, and, and some of the, some of the, the, some of the imagery uh, may have made sense to David and the psalmist, but they don't make sense to us so much now. But I've been finding uh, in my own devotions the psalms as a, as a new source of inspiration, of, of strength, encouragement. And so I invite us to continue our, our attending to the psalms this summer as our source of, of happiness. And today, Psalm 62, I'd like you to pay attention to the military language, um, the, the rock, the stronghold, the fortress that, that, uh, that was important to David. Um, and note how the first couple of verses are repeated again, uh, uh, almost halfway through, and that these, these words of help and hope are here, um, salvation and glory. And toward the end, uh, Yahweh, uh, and I'm reading from an, a, a translation in inclusive language, Yahweh is, is a source of power and love. And another sermon sometime perhaps on, on the power of love. But today, let's listen to Psalm 62. For God alone my soul waits, My help comes from God, who alone is my rock, my stronghold, my fortress. I stand firm. How long will you attack me to break me down as though I were a tottering wall or a sagging fence? Their plan is only to destroy. They take pleasure in lies. With their mouths they utter blessing, but in their hearts they curse. For my soul... For, for God alone my soul waits. For my hope comes from God, who alone is my rock, my stronghold, my fortress. I stand firm. In God is my salvation and glory, the rock of my strength. All you people take refuge in God, trusting at all times. Pour out your hearts before God, our refuge. Common folk are only a breath. Those of rank and illusion. Placed in the scales, they rise. They weigh less than a breath. Do not put your trust in oppression, nor in vain hopes or plunder. 
Do not set your heart on riches, even when they abound. For God has declared only one thing, only two. Do I know that to you alone brings power, and that you, Yahweh, are steadfast love. Surely you repay all according to their deeds. This is the reading of Psalm 62. God, as we ponder your word, we pray that it is your word, your word alone, that is instilled in our hearts, not the opinions or the ponderings of another. Whatever is said or heard today, let it be your word that is, that is understood, remembered. So where do you go when your way is blocked, when your peace is being threatened, when your plans are falling through, when you feel like you're losing control, where do you get help in the toughest times? Where do you turn to for reassurance? What gives you renewed hope? What saves you when you feel like you're at the edge, about ready to give up? I think this is what David was, was giving us in Psalm 62. And the psalmist confesses where to turn to for help and hope and, and where not to turn. So let's look. Let's remember first that David was a, a warrior in a time of continuous battles against the previous king, marauding bands, uh, the Philistines, and neighboring kingdoms. His imagery will be descriptive to him. Here and elsewhere, we have images of rock and stronghold and fortress, places of superior military positioning. And like many of us, many of our images, like cross to bear or household of God, they refer to spiritual as well as physical places, phenomena. A fortress as well, a secure, a strategic military fortification. But, but in a mighty fortress is our God. It refers to a never-failing helper against the evils of the world. Often in biblical literature and in life, a, a stronghold can be in the hands of the enemy. Like in the prophets of Hosea and Amos, for example, the, the strongholds are fortresses of walled cities of the enemy. In the history of Israel, David tried advancing on fortress Jerusalem twice without success. Eventually, he he succeeded by surrounding it and laying siege, preventing it from, from being resupplied. And historically, the siege may take months or years to be successful. Rome defeated the Israelites at Masada and Joshua. I think as Joshua used the siege to, to defeat Jericho. Now, seven days, trumpets, maybe so. So then the fortress is an advantage that changes hands. Well, in Psalm 62, God is identified as a stronghold. And for a warrior, David, this is meaningful. It's, it's personal. God provides security and salvation from the enemy and an advantage 
<clears throat> in, in prevailing against the enemy. If we remember David as a youthful shepherd who protected his sheep from, from predators, saved Israel's army from Goliath and the Philistines and overthrew King Saul. We know him to be a singing, praying, God-fearing Hebrew who believed from faith and experience that he could depend on God to help him. As long as he remained faithful and did what he thought God was calling him to do. To emphasize the point, of the psalmist repeats that it is God alone that provides help and hope as a rock, stronghold, fortress, allowing him to stand firm in face of his enemies and receive salvation and glory. To God alone belongs power and steadfast love. There's no other place of security and strength that can be trusted like God to save him and us than from the enemy. Well, I note that David feels so close to God based only on his knowledge of Israel's salvation history from slavery in the wilderness and his own experience of salvation from defeat. We can have that same knowledge and experience that David had, but we've got something he didn't. After Christ Jesus walked with us, we have a human example to follow of a son in intimate relationship with God who was sent to invite us into a forgiving relationship with a loving God. Something David didn't have. When I was a child, I relied on my parents. Daddy intervened when we moved and the school placed me, this new strange kid, in a lower class. My parents provided when I wanted to attend summer school in Mexico, even though times were tough financially for the, for the family. Mother's patience with a middle son must have been tested. But her forgiveness was always given even without being asked. So I learned about grace of undeserved love and forgiveness from, from both of them. And that taught me about the grace of God. As I grew older, my parents were not around. I was in college. I remember the faith stories and learned from experience that, that I could turn to God who has always been there. And I did. In times of vocational discernment, career challenges, major decisions, relationships beginning and ending, threats to health, feelings of homelessness, um, Loneliness, I don't think I was ever homeless. Loneliness in the midst of international surroundings. Doubts about my own fortitude. Opportunities that the Wesley Foundation Campus Ministry at Madison provided with theological studies, urban exposure, spiritual retreats, leadership experience interfaith community living, they introduced me to, to an intimate relationship with God and appreciation for the sacred in the midst of life. Maybe in your heart there's an amen for campus ministry. You've had your own challenges, disappointments, decisions along the way, when the plans you made were delayed or thwarted. 
when your investments of resources, relationships, and time did not reward, when you became sick or disabled, when a loved one disappointed, or when you were overwhelmed or, or your energy depleted and the way ahead was in a fog and perhaps you were the victim of unfair judgment, misunderstanding, disrespect, or even violence. Perhaps you participated in unwillingly in your own demise with an addiction or denial that kept you down. Those times can be devastating when there is no one to turn to and you feel alone. I pray you, like me, have learned that you could feel close to God and receive help and hope. How can I describe that experience of assurance when military imagery is not commonly used? I, well, it's like the security, perhaps, of some of you may appreciate this I, more than others, of having a high percentage free throw shooter at the line at the end of a tight game. Um, or, or maybe it's uh, having Rodgers on the field at the two-minute warning when the Packers are down by one or two. Um, I don't, you, know, you know, you just, oh, we're going to win. For me, it's like going camping with my son, who's also an experienced Eagle Scout, or serving a church that's led by women who pray. What's your image of blessed assurance? Recently, I felt it when Ron Jordan said he would watch over our food ministry so that we could do Wednesday Night Live and continue our several food ministries. And I felt it with Beth Grobel and said she and Tom would prepare the meal for Rally Day on Sunday, September 11th. I felt it when my, my wife and I met two men at the band concert this week, and she said they were always welcome at our church. And I know they felt the sincerity of her invitation. Dependable, rock solid, experienced, faithful people who have been there before. You know people like that too. People who stand firm on assurances of help and hope that God provides. They are people in whom you have no doubt. Because this is the body of Christ in real time. And, and these are servants who share the same intimate relationship with God that, that Christ Jesus offered and modeled and embody it in their life and work. Well, how does one how does one develop a relationship like this? A partnership with God on which forever hope is built. You know that hymn. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' love and righteousness. You know a different word there, and that's another sermon too. I won't I won't do that one today either. I'll talk about the meaning of that for me another time. How does one grow into a relationship so close to God that you can feel the, the blessed assurance? Well, as for me, 
It was several 24-hour spiritual retreats in a quiet place, conversations and prayer with colleagues and mentors of faith, and prayer in challenging times, and experiences of God's voice and presence. And then it grew into ongoing confidence. It had become a constant conversation. Most evenings, my wife and I walk around the Cardinal Stritch University campus and we sit at the St. Francis Terrace and then we go over and sit at the St. Clair Terrace and then we walk the labyrinth in the ground. This activity keeps the ongoing prayer alive, much like a morning exercise keeps one physically fit. We're fortunate to be living where we are, but, but everyone has their own place and time and method for, for spiritual exercise. Let the body of Christ help you reach out to each other. The reward? Happiness? Well, it's a life imbued with sustained help and hope, as the psalm affirms and confidence in being protected from both internal and external threats. Your church, this church, provides a variety of worship and study and service opportunities. You can take advantage of them. I invite you to take the card in your bulletin. It's got a lot of place on the other side uh, to, to write on. And there's probably a pen or pencil near you I invite you to take that card and write on it one or two things that you would like to learn or experience with others that would help you get closer to God. It may be something related to the Bible. It could be a field of study. It could be social, environmental challenges and understanding them. It could be a hobby or skill that you would like to learn for self-expression or method of caring for yourself or your family. It could also simply be a time of meditation and prayer or conversation with people who think differently than you do about social or spiritual issues. If you let me know what you write, or you just drop it off at the counter. We're, we're preparing for a rejuvenated Wednesday Night Live that will start September 14th. And there will be a time for, for, for us as, as adults, a time for youth, a time for children uh, to grow in faith every Wednesday night. And I suspect that we would be able to, to offer that experience that you desire. Or perhaps there's something you would like to teach that you think others may want to take advantage of. Something that would benefit people in the church or the community. Well, I pray that you will experience an ever closer relationship with God.
a source of help and hope, of spiritual assurance, of salvation on the way. Let us know how the church can help. God, look out for us as we seek to be your people in this challenging time. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let us sing together, standing on the promises, 374. promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let his praises ring, glory in the highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God, standing on the promises, standing on the promises, standing on the promises of God my Savior, standing on the promises, standing on the promises. I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the howling storms of love and fear assail, by the living word of God we shall prevail. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises, standing on the promises, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing on the promises, standing on the promises. I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises of Christ the Lord, bound to Him eternally by love's strong cord. Overcoming daily with the Spirit's sword, standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises, standing on the promises, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing on the promises, standing on the promises. I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises I cannot fail, listening every moment to the Spirit's call, resting in my Savior as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God, standing on the promises, standing on the promises, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing on the promises, standing on the promises. I'm standing on the promises of God. Hey, isn't this great to be part of this? 
But I, I've noticed uh, we still have we still have uh, places here for people to sit, and there there's some places here for people to sit too. I don't, I don't know what it is about about pew three and four, two, three, and four. It's, maybe it's the three and fours. You know, those are good numbers. So if you know of people who, who think there might not be room here, uh, people you know, your neighbors, you know, friends, and, and just tell them, these, these are special seats. <laughs> I mean, if you were going to a concert, if, if you, you getting to listen to this, come on, and being part part of it, right in the middle of it, I, I, these are, these are special seats, and and we won't charge them a lot. Just, just don't, don't don't tell. But anyway, if you know people that that you that you think would would benefit by a, a community like this. Invite them. Just say, hey, I got some place I'd like to invite you to go on 10.30 Sunday. It's just for an hour. And, and see what they say. They, they don't have to be, believe everything I say. But just, they get special seats. Okay. If you're, you're, you're leaving, and I don't imagine you're staying here, but as you, on your way out at, at the counter, there's registration for Feed My Starving Children's mission service coming up. There's registration for the School for Seniors that's, that's taking place soon. There's registration for people who will welcome folks at the door or in, into the sanctuary as greeters or ushers. Um, and and there's all, there are all these opportunities for you to serve God and, and you, people in the community. And then two things I'd like you to pray about. <coughs> September 11th is rally day. This will be the only service, 1030 service on September 11th, the second Sunday of September. This is the only service. It will not be a nine o'clock service. <coughs> and after this service, there will be food and there will be lots of opportunities to 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 see what's going on in, in this fall. <coughs> and, uh, and then we'll have a passport that can be stamped as you go through you know, all these various information stations. And, and I understand, I'm talking too long, aren't I? I understand that if you get your passport marked and you turn it in, you have a chance to have uh, lunch with the pastor. Somebody offered that. Now, if that doesn't work for you, you could have lunch with the pastor's wife. And, and she said it could even be a Korean meal. So um, there'll be other things, too, that, that you could uh, participate in. Um, other, I understand the Grobels are willing to take you out sailing. Something like that. So, uh, that's rally day, okay? And, and the other thing I'd like you to pray about is, is Wednesday Night Live, a rejuvenated Wednesday Night Live midweek uh, activity meal uh, uh, and, and activities for all age groups. I, I think you 
pray about that, and I think you want to participate. Uh, I expect you, you'll benefit from it. So now, is it time for the benediction, do you think? The blessing? You all be blessed, huh? You've got, you've got that offer. There's no intervention necessary. Just say, God, I need you. Be near me. That's, that's all it takes. So go. The grace of God is offered to you. The love of Christ is offered to you. The, the, the fellowship of the Spirit that, that binds us and fortifies us through life, it's offered to you. Free. Take it. Take it. And live a glorious life. Amen.